0: I think i have a couple of dots woven in this journal update this particular one i hit record and i'm thinking about how folks who identify as a designer and how that may include this general feeling of being empowered as a creative person and i have a hard time sometimes with that with that Thing saying I'm a creative person because I think you can just say I'm a person and everyone is creative, and I know like that that can fall under this category of uh, a place where I fail a lot is uh, I guess an easy one to justify, but it isn't always welcome. You know, it's, it's so I really believe that people are capable but not everyone believes they're capable and not everyone who believes they're capable actually are skilled enough at the moment to make a difference on the thing that they're trying to do. And the realities of it is murky and complexed. It's complexed. (laughs) I verbified. So uh, if, I don't know how you feel about that, but the idea like I've worked with people in uh, let's see, so many d- different aspects of system creation and especially digital systems. And I, so I've, I've worked with folks who are, are think that they kind of self identify as, as a data person or, or as, or a software engineer and, and, or even like leaders of people who are think, who are like, Oh, you're, Oh, I wish I could draw. You're so creative. Oh, I wish I could, you know, w- it, something like, uh, Put a slide together like that. That was really creative. Oh, that that story you you said uh, that helped summarize this. That was so creative. You're you're a creative. And gotta be honest, I I've worked in places too that labeled me as a creative, and I kind of liked it, but I felt bad at the same time, where I thought, but you're creative too. <laughs> Every time, and and yet. I would get included at these interesting junctures of chaos and curiosity, that because I had that hat of you're one of the creatives, I was expected to do things in a more, uh, with more agency, and with more, uh, with more mm, performance and choice and flexibility and associating different ideas with a group, I'd always challenge that and, and, and try to use this for empowering everybody. But people use that in different ways. Sometimes if you're labeled a creative, you, you, you are expecting, well, it's my ball, right? This is, I, I am the creative. I am a creative, or at least, or in this room, I am the creative. So I, I struggle with that. And because I feel like if you're in that situation... There is like, there's lost potential going on because as smart as you might be, as creative as you might be, is, is sort of like, think about like, well, what is being creative? It's, it's, it's having this sort of flexible relationship of, of expressing concepts based on whatever is in the world around you, obviously, and whatever is in the world of your mind, and you can weave things together. As expressions, and th- these expressions can be observed, whether it's a drawing or a poem or words or or boxes and arrows on a on on a you know dry erase board um, you put things into the world that are observed as creations, and you're credited with that, and that's awesome. I think that's an important act. I believe in it. I like the process like I love creativity, so I just happen to believe that we all have different creative fluencies. What's funny is that this journaling post is totally going in a, this direction of creativity that I didn't plan on, but here we are. Uh, creative fluencies. So think about when can, um, like folks, I don't know if you've ever worked with, uh, worked with an accountant or worked with, um, let's see, uh, someone who structures a process in a human resources group. Or, let's see, someone repairing your furnace. Someone, and like, pick anything that, that you wouldn't expect. You, it's not associated with the, like, the common cultural trappings of creativity. But if you're solving problems, there's creativity. I think I'm actually weaving this back to my main topic right now. <laughs> so if you're solving problems, for sure, there's creativity uh, because you're weaving together this internal and external world into some expressions. And the expressions are, it can be, well, how you've found a way to make something that was broken and make it fixed. Uh, so you, you're you doing that constructive work, and how are you including yourself and others and all that? And that's where the the challenge as far as being a an experienced designer or, or someone who is... Um, trying to shape a system. So what is user experience design is this, uh, it's a systemic-minded discipline. I throw this out lots. So systemic-minded means uh, parts interconnect and flow and and interact in ways that create a context. And you see the world beyond one of these specific connections. You see more connections. And within reason, right? So you try to um, not consider every molecule, every molecule in the universe as you make a thing, but you can, you include enough of them to, to have this, you know, credible, well-informed perspective when you make a thing. But then why are you doing that? Like you personally, are you doing this to be identified as the creative being and how much of your stamp or voice needs to be in this thing? And that's where I think the tension of being a user experience designer, uh, can be felt. And we talked, let's see, we, uh, so Jersey Drozd, my collaborator in the Lean Into Art series of podcasts, we're almost to 300 now. Well, we've done more than 300 if you include our second podcast, Extra Lean. It's, uh, but the, but yeah, the main show is getting up there. And uh, I don't know, big round numbers are fun and exciting. And it just communicates to you that we've done a bunch of them. And uh, recently we did a, well, sort of, I guess, little context on the story. Uh we plan topics for the show and in planning topics for the show, uh we find certain situ- we find situations, things that we're struggling with or dealing with or felt a victory or a- aha and we'll bring that in to a topic. And it can come from anything in the space of creating stories, interactive experiences and all that. Uh the the business of it, the lifestyle, anything um process tools whatever and so we'll brainstorm topics what have you and there's a kind of there's two big obvious topics to talk about especially with how we introduce ourselves typically and so a couple weeks ago we 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 said oh let's obviously we should talk about comics and yeah i mean jersey has, he is he has taught comics for many years has made comics for many many years he's super skilled and, and informed on the topic and we've explored angles on it but never just said straightforward in almost 300 episodes comics <laughs> you know that's funny okay so we did that but then the pretty obvious follow up was UX obviously as a topic because well that would be sort of um my wheelhouse that that I've worked in and done a lot of service and had some interesting adventures. So yeah, so we kind of, we did a celebration of comics. We did a celebration of user experience. And then, um, as the show goes, um, at the end, we do this, this thing called final thought. And I just think, I think this is worth listening to. I'm not going to recap the entire thing and, you know, it, but I guess I'm, I'm doing enough to, to, to point to the issue, and uh, so from the angle of being an artist who has um, just a belief in themselves and their work and all that, and you bring it bring things into the world that uh, you know may not get embraced exactly as you would expect, or um, it's you know then you think well how do how do I shape it to to make it work right now? And it's all intertwined in this this systemic puzzle and challenge, which is um, you can make something that is that well. I'm sure you have an audience. Are you able to reach that audience? How big is that potential audience, and all that? Um, can you make the thing in a way that uh, has other ways that help you, you know, pay the rent? Are there? I mean, so artists deal with this stuff all the time. And then you think, well, how much should I tune it for the specific audience? Where does my voice disappear? And that's something that a user experience designer needs to think about. It's, I would say that your voice is the glue concept of a system working for the people it's meant to serve. So your voice... Isn't the clear expression of the ser- the system that you served? Your voice is being there for the people and serving the system, which isn't as visible. It's not as um, like simple of a story to tell, because in a way, like you're, you're an advocate and um, creative, caring mapper of of ideas and and choices and including others to navigate a path to get something that's expressed as what you believe will help serve the problem. And then you learn more through it, it as a mechanism to serve a problem and you make it better and better and better. And that's, that's the path. That's the UX. That's what you're doing. Like you're, you're here to serve. And if you want your service to be observed as something more like one of the, I don't know, big heroic designers uh, you know, it depends. There are spaces where that can work. That works. That can that can work really well. I mean, that's when you're trying to work, to create work that that really excites other practitioners in the field. And yeah, you can get celebrated that way. That's awesome. Um, probably, uh, I don't know if that would work on every project because inherently you're bringing more of yourself in, and you're creating that tension between. The, the constituencies of your audience, your organization, your team, and yourself. So um, I know I've talked about this a couple times this month, but and this is just sort of revis- revisiting uh, user experience as service or expression. And I really, I thought it was a good conversation with Jersey, so I wanted to uh, point back to it. And it took me about 12 and a half minutes to say, hey, go check that out. Hopefully it was some fun exploration and context for, uh, for you as well along the way. And, uh, yeah, you're navigating this tension between fine art and commercial art. And is there, you know, where is the fit as far as, because you can be, you can be making something very useful and, and a very, an audience that can only do what it can do is to be financially supportive of that usefulness exist. If it's a big one, great. If it's a small one, well, um, I think that's fine too. It's just a matter of, um, you know, like as you go and as you navigate those, um, those tensions, um, the expression versus the service thing of uh, like, which thing shows more of you and how do you feel about that? um, It's worth thinking about. And the more, uh, the more human centric you are, I think it's, it's really satisfying seeing people, seeing their day made better by something that you are a part of. And, and then even like looking to your comrades and your team and, and, and being like, that was us, not, not, that, not that when you look back at it and then you pick out, you know, you do a little selfie and like, that was me. You were there and that matters and that's wonderful. And it was you in part, include you, but then uh, I, I would say, if you want to exclude the others and sort of, you know, dictate a design, that's a different thing. And that's you can make you can make products and test ideas and whatnot. Um, but you're navigating that the artist's path at that point, as opposed to um, a designer path. I would say, if you're including human centeredness in the definition of design. Okay, well. There was a wrap-up on the wrap-up, and so this is me, Rob Stenzinger, exploring ideas in the field of user user, user experience. Wow, ha, I need to uh, uh, do some vocal practice there. But in the field of user experience, you have um, all sorts of interesting things, and I've, I've got lots of ideas I want to share in my journal and whatnot, and I'm exploring this in a series I call, now I call it, Practicing UX for All, and... I hope to continue updating these even uh, beyond the art sound off creative challenge, but less frequently for sure. And, uh, but from time to time. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of Polytechnicasts during this time of art sound off, which happens every November has for six years at least. And that's a creative challenge that, uh, my friend Jersey shows and I started to, well, celebrate this form and, and get our, encourage ourselves and anyone who wants to join in to practice with us Uh, You can learn more about the Creative Challenge and join in any time of the year. But even now in November, there's... I mean, in November, there's just more folks playing along. Uh, You can learn about that at artsoundoff.com and check out what people are making um, this year and all the past years via the hashtag artsoundoff. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions. Um, Reach out to me. You can do direct message. You can do a public reply. Either way, whatever works um, via... uh, On the social spaces, I am Rob Stenzinger, and then through email, which is great too, I am Rob at ShieldsStenzinger.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening.